0: Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. On the line, with, I'm your host, Michael Pagani. Joined alongside Grand Rapids Griffins defenseman, Tori Dello. Tori, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming on. You know, lots of people have been watching uh, Netflix. Among those shows on Netflix, uh, Tiger King stands out, Outer Banks, Ozark. What have you been doing during quarantine? I've just been spending a lot
1: of time with my family um, and watching a lot of Netflix. I've watched every show that you just listed off. So, but we've been playing a lot of board games and then just trying to stay active as much as we can, whether it's going to play golf or to play tennis and just have fun and just enjoy time with my family. Cause I normal schedule, I'm usually not around this much. So it's been, it's been quite nice to actually be home and to, See my dad and my family.
0: How busy are the tea times for you? Um, they've
1: been actually pretty packed, so it hasn't been easy to get tea times around here, but luckily my uncle is a golf pro at a club about ten minutes away from our house, so I just shoot him a text and he usually gets me on whenever he can. So it's just which is nice.
0: Who influenced you to start hockey?
1: Um, it's actually kind of funny just because like no one in my family had ever played hockey before me and my dad was and he still is a basketball coach and my uncle does baseball and my grandfather was in football so like kind of no one in my family
0: um
1: had any history with hockey so I just remember like being put into a learn to skate class and it just kind of took off from there and I just never really looked back.
0: Was there a player you looked up to in which you wanted to model your game after?
1: Yeah, I mean, being from Chicago, like, the Hawks are always pretty relevant. Like, I was a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan um, growing up. So, like, especially, like, in the, like, 2010s and, like, when they were, like, one of the best teams in the NHL, like, I was watching every game and following them closely. And I definitely, like, with catch myself watching the defenseman more just because that's the position I'm in and I thought watching like watching Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith like really helped me but I really like would pay attention to the stuff that Brent Seabrook would do.
0: You know they did win the cup against Philadelphia in Philadelphia where were you when they won that cup? (laughs) I was in my
1: basement we had a we had like we hosted a family party over at my house and I still I still remember like the seat I was sitting in and just the reaction and like no one knew the puck went in except me and my mom and like we started freaking out everyone was like why are you freaking out and we we're like it's we were, like, in it's in and like so I still remember it it's, like to this day it was, it was pretty cool
0: you do play at the U18 Ivan Halenka tournament you know earning a bronze medal in 2014 uh is that bronze medal kept in some sort of safe
1: um it's just it's just hanging up in my room so I I I don't I don't really get much use out of it right now but uh, I'm sure it'll be cool to look back at uh when I'm older
0: looking back at that tournament what was the experience like
1: uh it was great and like it was really good just because we we also did the the one the year before the five I think the five nations so like Mm I honestly like the <clears throat> the team from the previous year is, like, essentially the same team. So, like, we didn't really have to, like – the first year was so – there was so much emphasis on, like, coming together as a team because it's, like, such a – close uh, a short tournament. So, having the same group of guys that, like, we all kind of grew up playing with or against each other and we played with each other the previous year. So, I mean, it was super fun. And it's definitely a fun – like, a diff- totally different experience than mm-hmm. I've ever – been on in my life like you're just going to a totally different country that is, has just different ways than you do so it's kind of an a joy, an adjustment at first so like it's definitely a fond experience that I have and like I always look back
0: what was the experience like oh sorry from,
1: and I still came to you guys, so.
0: no, okay uh what was the experience like at Notre Dame you know they're one of the powerhouses for college hockey
1: um. It was, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, and especially now, looking back at my time there, like, I can appreciate and understand some of the stuff that they would put us through and that we went through. And, at, like, at the time, you kind of don't understand. And, like, it's a grind every day, like, class, workouts, practice, film, all the stuff. It's such a grind. And, like, when you're going through, I guess you don't really realize, how cool it is to go to Notre Dame and how like how fortunate you are but now and I have I've only just graduated the last month but like even reflecting on it and I've had time to really reflect on it uh, I mean it was a pretty uh, special experience.
0: Did you ever attend any of the football games?
1: Yeah we because it kind of worked out um, decent with our schedule so we would pretty much be in preseason mode, and we'd be in, like, training camp. And so, like, my freshman year, I think we went to four or five. And then – so we, we were around three to five games per year. And they were always, like – because we didn't get to go to all of them like everyone else were because of – due to our schedule. So when we got the chance to go to it, like, they were always super, super fun days. And, like, we'd always wake up, and we'd have 6 a.m. workouts. And then we'd have practice after, or we'd have practice, and then we would work out, and then we would go hang out in the parking lot like as a team, and then just have fun, and then we would go to the games, which were uh, they were just a
0: blast. Like you said, you did graduate last month. What's the biggest challenge being a student athlete?
1: Uh definitely just time management. It's something that a lot of like you haven't really gone through through that experience before. So it's really hard at first to, to juggle school, practice, ho- everything to do with hockey and like your social life and find time to do homework, find time to just relax and hang out with your friends because it's not, you're just so busy and there's always something for you that you have to do throughout the whole day. So like you really have to figure out how to manage your time and how you're going to get through like how you're gonna get through all the day-to-day tasks that you have to be completed. So like you have to be super time-oriented and and like go into each day with a plan. Like you have to carve out time for yourself and your teammates to just relax. So definitely like the time management thing is just something that you I've like you've I've never had to to deal with that before. So when you just get kind of thrown into it, that's probably the biggest adjustment that it, that it is right away.
0: You did earn uh, the alternate captaincy there. What did it mean? What did that mean to you? As you know, some people know that teammates and you know team executives do vote for captains. I mean, it,
1: it's a huge honor to, just to go to Notre Dame and then to be voted an alternate captain was. It's just an honor, especially when it's coming from your teammates and people who you're hanging out with every day and like you call your best friends, and for them to recognize that is a huge honor and it's like it's not something that you take lightly when you go to Notre Dame because there's like there's a lot of expectations from the captain from the senior from the senior leadership so I mean it was, it was just a, it's a great honor.
0: What did you study at Notre Dame?
1: I was a history major in American studies and then I got a a minor in business economics so I was able to do um a little bit more than just the history because I wanted something to do with business.
0: Do you hope to go into business uh, post hockey?
1: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really thought about like what my plans are. I'm kind of, I could see myself going into business, possibly real estate or like, or staying in hockey. I could see myself coaching. And so, I mean, I guess it's just something that I'll take on when the time comes is Obviously, I want to be prepared for that day, but I don't want that to be my sole focus, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You did help ND reach back-to-back Frozen Fours during your first two years on campus. Uh, What was that like?
1: (laughs) It was awesome. I mean, I just remember, like, both of those years, everyone was kind of counting us out, and we just went at it as with an underdog mentality that we're just going to prove, everyone wrong and that we belong here. And, like, those – like, those two teams were two of the closest – the close-knit teams I've ever been on. And I think, like, when it first – like, when we, at both of those years, we went through so much adversity, especially in the postseason and, like, the way that we just came together and got through all those – those like, those tough times in games. And uh, it was just – I'm getting chills just talking about it now just because, like, I remember – just going through going the battle with, like, those, those guys and those teams, and we were so close, and just coming out on top was just a great, like, great achievement for both of those teams.
0: During your second year, I believe, you finished uh, as a runner-up to Minnesota Duluth. How hard was the road yeah. to the finals there?
1: It was tough. I mean, it was kind of the same thing. Like, we were kind of – like, we were – Kind of up and down all year, I guess you could say. And like, once you get into that tournament, it's just it's anyone's it's anyone's game. It's anyone's tournament. I like Duluth was the 16th seed team, if I'm not mistaken. And like, they eventually like they came home with the national championship. And I just remember like us coming from behind in every postseason game. And just like I think I think that was the year like. We had a nickname, the cardiac kids, because we were giving our coach heart attacks and stuff. We, were, we would always had slow starts, and we would always be calm, fighting our way back into games. And somehow it worked up until that last game. I remember they went up on us right away, and we we like thought we were just totally fine. We were going to come back, and we just came up a little short.
0: Was it the goal at all to give your coach a cardiac arrest?
1: <laughs> no, it was not the goal. I think he's put, He's getting a little, um, a little age under his belt right now. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to take it easy on him.
0: What lessons did you learn that could be applied to your game today from that Frozen Four?
1: I mean, c- kind of just what I've been saying. Like, we went through so much adversity, and I think all the guys on that team have learned how to come back when you're down and how to just fight. And, like, you're never out of the fight and just keep on and working your way out of it because hockey is just such an up-and-down sport and you're you're going through adversity every game. So you have to stay, like, I, you just have to stay so even keel and, it's like, the next shift approach and not getting too down on yourself because you're going to get another opportunity to go back out there and whatever, if you make a mistake, you're going to – get one more chance to make up for it and stuff. So it's just not going up and down.
0: How did you get the opportunity to play for Grand Rapids?
1: Just stay. Um, So we we lost to Minnesota in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. And then it was kind of just talk to some teams and – see you like what offers I have and I ended up signing with Grand Rapids and I actually went to Toledo to go play that the night I played in, I was supposed to play in Toledo and someone in Grand Rapids got sick the morning of so I was actually I was in Toledo and I pre-game skated in Toledo I was in the hotel and they gave me a call they're like hey we need you to come up to Grand Rapids tonight and I was like oh okay so I rushed back to the rink, packed my bag, went to the hotel, packed all my stuff, and I had about like a three-hour drive up to Grand Rapids, made it there like 2 p.m., signed everything, got the physical out of the way, and then just just go over systems, and then just came, come back and just play hockey. I mean, I, there was only so much time to go over so much stuff, so I just, thrown into the fire and play hockey for 60 minutes. and I thought I did pretty well.
0: Did the team ever give you uh, the rookie lap?
1: No, I think that's just an IHL thing. So I I, I didn't have to do that.
0: You know, you were uh, starting your junior season when the coronavirus uh, happened and that obviously canceled the AHL season. How do you hope to remain in, uh, you know, top shape when the next season starts?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just uncertain times right now. No one really knows when we're going to have to report back and when next season's going to happen. I mean, kind of the same thing with the NHR now. They have dates in mind, but nothing's set in stone just due to the time that we're living in right now. So, I mean, it's just focusing on the now and going to the gym every day and getting my work in and then just trying my best to to start preparing for next season.
0: Do you ever focus on the fact that, you know, you could get called up at any time?
1: Um, no, I, I haven't. I, I don't yet. I don't know what it's going to be like in the future and what my feelings are going to be. But I would, wherever I am playing, I like that's just going to be my sole focus and the team there and preparing myself to play my best hockey and not because it's all I can control is what I do on and off the ice and I can't control whether you get a call up or whatever it is so just I'm not gonna I can't just worry about that because then then who knows where your mental state's going to be just focus on the now and focus where you are in the present.
0: Are you still remaining in contact with the team throughout the this pandemic?
1: Yeah, there's been some um some updates. It was pretty it was pretty slow at the start just because no one really knew and there was all the stay at home orders from each state and each and each county, so it was it was kind of out of like our control. So, it was kind of just listen to what the authorities are saying. You, we just have to follow their guidelines. So, we, But we, we've been in contact over the past few weeks. So um, I think hopefully things will start ramping up here in the next couple of months.
0: Now to, uh, you know, as we're concluding this interview, do you have a fun, funny story to share about your career? Uh,
1: um, not on the top of my head. I honestly thought, like, just the stuff that I went through before I played in Grand Rapids was pretty, it was pretty comical. Like now looking back on it, like how like just stress, I was so stressed because I was just like, I just had to, I was in Toledo and I was already like getting ready to play my first pro game. And then I, the day of the game, I have to just drive three hours and just like, I don't like, I don't know anyone on the team. I'm like the new guy. So it's like, all right, like, I don't want to mess up anyone's routine. I just want to stay out of people's way, like get like get what I need to do and then just like try to do whatever I can to provide and to help to help that, that team the team win. And so I mean I, I thought it was pretty funny like looking looking back at it now, but I didn't I didn't think it was funny at the time. I was pretty nervous to be honest.
0: What would be your go to shootout move if you were to get the chance?
1: Um I, I went quite a bit this year at Notre Dame so I mean I kind of just come in come in pretty wide and then come back to the middle and try to try to change the goalie's angle on the net and see which side he's leaning towards see if how he recovers to the middle and then it's kind of just a pull and a shoot or a push and a shoot depending on what I see at that time so I keep it pretty simple though I just look for open net and try to shoot I'm not going to I'm probably not going to shoot the goalie too well, so I'll, I'll stick to shooting.
0: Now, final question here. Do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players?
1: I mean, it's – I guess my advice would just be that hockey – I mean, every season and every – like, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There's no sprint to the finish line because everyone is – everyone develops on a, on their different pace. Everyone's different, and it's just – be patient with where you are now and just put your head down, stay and don't worry about the futures, worry about the present. just put your head down and work your butt off every day. And I mean, the chips will fall where they may. And and people will find talent. So you don't have to play for the best team. You don't need to be doing all this, all all these other like extracurricular activities. I, I guess you could say that, but I mean, it's just, Put your head down, put the work in, and good things are going to come to you.
0: All right. Well, I'd like to thank Grand Rapids defenseman Tori Dello for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you again, Tori.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.